0: Whoa! Oh, that was loud. Hey guys, this is Rob with Couch On Fire Podcast. What's up? How are things going on? I know, I know. I'm back. And I'm feeling good. Have, it's been a while since we podcasted. Actually in the studio. Yes, thank you. Baby Jesus, finally actually in the studio. I know the last one I kind of did solo. It was all over the place. I was having I was going through a rough patch. I don't know what it was. I went through a what? You know, sometimes you just... Life just hits you like a wave, and then when you get back up, another wave comes. Like a good set of waves, but now the water's calm. It seems collected. It's not going wood. And uh, yeah, so we're back. Um, recording a podcast this week with Alex, so that's going to be great. And we got some, uh, you know, other things up the pipeline that we already started recording. So it's great. I'm just happy. Finally, back in action. Here to talk to you guys normally in a good-sounded area, not like my car. (laughs) Anyway, um, so this episode is not just me. So I'm sorry if you just wanted to hear my voice. I will be phoning in a good friend of mine. Um, He's been on a couple uh, podcasts with me, good old Griffin. We talked about a lot of food. We do a lot of Summer of Horror thing, which failed miserably. If you're a Summer of Horror fan in this podcast, uh, I do apologize. Rookie Mistake. Um, I know I've been doing it for a year and a half now, but uh, that was the first time really trying to do something a little bit different. But we realized real quick that scheduling, until this is a big job, scheduling is hard as shit. (laughs) But, uh, you know, know, me and Alex, we are our own, you know, PR person. We are our own advertisement, you know, gurus. So we got to try our best to do as much as we can and as often as we can. I got a new setup in the office real quick, um, so computer's in the corner, but my microphone's still attached to the end of the of the L-shaped desk. First, it was just a regular-shaped desk, but then we bought the same exact desk, and I made an L-shape out of it, so it's really cool-looking. I did it so I can set up another microphone to the other side, but I didn't plan well enough. So, <laughs> typical me. If you know me, I just throw things together, hope for the best. And it's usually the worst, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I'm gonna be um, getting Griffin on here. We're gonna be talking about, um, Gr- you know, he left North Carolina. I remember we talked about before. He's been to a couple other states, but you know, not really too much. He, he has been in New York, but this man has gone. I think he's flying a plane for the first time to Denver, Colorado. Oh man, I cannot wait to hear how his. How his world is shaken up in that uh, aspect. You know, it's it's so crazy. Speaking of that, just how different certain areas of the world are. Even in the United States, like how different Maryland is from South Carolina. Or I used to live in Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii. How the culture there. Oh, probably the favorite, my favorite place, people-wise. It's so relaxed and chill, and everyone's so happy and just down to earth, and it just. Never really had a problem. Uh, I know there's probably problems there, but I never really had a problem. So that is just, um, yeah. I mean, that's a good place. used to live in Las Vegas. I lived in Ohio. I mean, these are places. Las Vegas, I didn't really interact with too many people. I was there for for some weird reasons that I'll get into later in my life. But um, Ohio was there for a while, and those are some mean people but uh, <laughs> they're just angry hard working angry people um uh, but i think that's more of the north itself you know from indiana over to like you know indiana ohio pa new york all those states it's just it's just rough um but anyway enough talking about this crap let's get griffin in here let's see how his adventures were in colorado and we'll go from there See if he answers the phone.
1: For now. Nope. Holy shit, boy. Well, hey there, man. What's up? My mouth is on fucking fire. <laughs> I just—I don't know if you saw my chat, uh, Snapchat story or not, but I just got done making this hot sauce. Oh, no. I didn't see that part yet. Okay, so to kind of bring everybody up to speed, I just went on vacation for like eight or nine days. I went down to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, Right before I left, I put in these whole shitload of hot peppers into this pickling brine. It's not really a pickling brine, but it's kind of like a brine. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea was there's this bacteria called lactobacillus. It's good as shit. makes everything taste good. So to lacto-ferment these peppers while I'm gone and make a hot sauce when I get back. So the mildest pepper that I put into this sauce was a couple of habaneros, which are still like 20 to 30 times hotter than a jalapeno. Yes. Then it was a handful of Cajun frying peppers, which I think are like 500,000 Scoville, something like that. A couple of ghost peppers, 800,000. And then the majority, like two-thirds of the sauce, is made up of Carolina Reapers, which are the second hottest pepper in the world. Clocking in at at least one to one and a half million Scoville, like, minimum.
0: This is what I—remember the chili you made me?
1: Yes. (laughs) it's bringing flashback i'm having ptsd we, right now have we
0: mentioned that story before on here um i think we talked about the chili um i don't think we went into depth with it but we'll okay maybe if we have some time at the end we'll bring it back up just for you listeners yeah. to stay stay tuned
1: yeah um i got back and you know i haven't slept in almost two days because i cannot sleep on an airplane. Um, And the first thing I do is I throw all these, get all these fucking peppers out of the brine. I throw them in a blender with just enough of the brine to make it into a liquid. And I pulse it until it's pureed. I open up the blender jar and I start coughing immediately because all the fumes come wafting out. And mind you, this is room temperature. This isn't hot. You know, you actually want to keep it like semi cold. So the bacteria doesn't die and the flavor continues to develop as it goes along. But it was so hot. I couldn't even eat it. It like it would drive me away i'd start coughing and like i was wheezing there were tears running down my face so i let it sit out in the fridge overnight kind of mellow out a little bit and this morning i finally opened it up and i tasted it and it's like this is super fucking hot (laughs) but the the brief splits you know when you have something really hot and you taste it for like a split second before the burn takes over yeah that split second it tasted like shit like, it tasted like just raw peppers. Like, just walking them and taking a bite out of a green bell pepper. You know, it tasted like mm-hmm. shit. It's like, I got to find a way to make this palatable. So, I look to my people, the Cajun people. <laughs> We're known for taking things that are way too fucking spicy to taste and making them taste good anyway. Because that split second is what's important. So, I added a shitload of vinegar. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> vinegar. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for it's the like, acidity, you know, well, the kind of the clean but break. Is, is it, it's like snapping a Kit Kat, you know. Well, like, Only with it's like someone huh? with third-degree burns. You just throw some salt on them. <laughs> like, that's you know, you, you want them. You want them to enjoy the ride. You know, the experience. Supposedly, if you eat something that's hot enough, you're supposed to be like, you're supposed to get a little high and get like hallucinations and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, stuff? definitely. We'll see. We'll see because my brother, who's just as stupid as I am, has agreed with me to eat some hot wings that we doused in this sauce. I'm going to make like a buffalo thing, you know, get some melted butter in there. We'll okay. see how it turns out. So I added a shitload of vinegar, uh, some garlic powder, some onion powder, a little bit of adobo, which is like a a multi-purpose kind of a Mexican spice, I think it is. Yeah. It's it's kind of like chicken bouillon mixed with a couple other Isn't things. Isn't it like a paste? More No, nah, this one was a powder. You can get them in a paste, but I, I used a powder. Um, and then it's like, it, it still needs something. You know, that split second, my mouth is on fire. I have... I could tell you exactly how many cuts I have in my mouth and where they are. I know them by heart now. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, let's try something fucking weird. Let's get Oriental up in this bitch. Oh, Jesus. So I went into my cabinet and I pulled out mirin, which for those who are unaware is a Japanese cooking wine. It's rather sweet. Uh, and I added just a little dash of it and then some salt and pepper. And it came out fucking perfect.
0: See, this that-
1: sauce... It's not like it's not martyrdom anymore to eat this sauce. You know, it's not just you don't do it just for the pain and just for the experience of being fucking miserable. This is actually a delicious sauce now to the point where I went and put it on a chicken sandwich that I ate. And I was I was physically crying like I was upset and angry with myself for enjoying this so much. You know, it's like more, you know, hurt me more, daddy, you know, all this kind of shit. Um, it's yeah. fu- it's funny.
0: No, I'm not to interrupt you, but um, yeah, there's a uh, there's a TV show on the Food Network called Worst Cooks in America, and there's this chick on there right now. She, mm-hmm. Bobby Flay, is one of the judges or coaches, and it, she just she doesn't know what she's doing. He's watching her cook stuff. He's like champagne and strawberries in a blender. That sounds disgusting. Everything she makes, he's like, this is probably the best food I've ever had. So it, it like so you just trying these things this makes me think of that like you're just like oh I accidentally knocked over a bottle of you know Tabasco sauce it landed in
1: my um, my milk and mm-hmm. it was the best thing that ever happened <laughs> so, yeah it. I, I, I awesome. tell people all the time you know if you if you make something and the first time you try it it tastes like shit keep adding to it keep throwing weird just out of the fucking nowhere stuff in there you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like it's all if it already tastes like shit, you have nothing to lose. It's not gonna get any worse mm-hmm. if it's already unpalatable. Yeah. No. Like uh there was one time I decided, you know, the people at work they asked for a chili. And one of the guys in there, um, he just like he was just uh he was a practicing Jew before and then now he's not doing it anymore. So he's like I want all the pork in this chili. Oh, like, okay, word. So he gets a pork shoulder, get some pork belly, get some bacon. You know, all that shit in there. A great foundation. I toasted my own chilies. You know, I threw a whole bunch of spices in there and let it simmer. The problem is I left it on medium instead of medium low. That was a big mistake. That was a big fuck up on my part. So by the time I came back about half an hour later, the bottom had scorched. I tasted it. It tastes burnt. tastes like shit. It's like, I do not want to throw all this away. I've been working on this for like two days. Yeah. What can I do? So I started throwing everything I could think of in there. Like, oh, let's put... Chocolate powder and cinnamon and <laughs> apple cider vinegar and Dijon mustard and Pist, you know, roasted urine. garlic and everything. <laughs> just throw the whole fucking kitchen in there. And I tasted it, and it tasted amazing. Like, there wasn't any, like, burnt flavors in it. It was yeah. sweet and tangy. It had just the right amount of heat to it. It's like, Jesus Christ, I'm a fucking genius. It does make you feel good.
0: I, I, I can yeah. I, I can relate a little bit. It does make me feel good.
1: So what the hell did I even come on here to talk about? What, what was the whole point of this,
0: <laughs> dude? Well, welcome back, welcome back. You know, I did an introduction. Um, just kind of rambling on, talking about some things I haven't really recorded in a while, and mm-hmm. um, that was when you know when I did that introduction. Um, it was probably about it was actually yesterday. So I knew you just got back from from Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. I wanna get him on here. I really want to I wanna hear about your adventures because you've told me you're not really one to travel. You know, you've been to New York, right. you've been various places probably around North Carolina. But mm-hmm. you flew to Denver, which I don't even know if this is the first time you flying. Was this the first time? No, I,
1: I flew up to New York. Okay, uh, when I was to... when I was like thirteen, but it was the first time <clears throat> I'd flown in like 10, 12 years. Okay. So talk to me. Tell me about your experience.
0: I want to hear everything. I wanna I am ready.
1: Okay, well, it's it's really it's amazing the experience of nostalgia. You know, when you're a child, it really puts everything else in perspective. Yeah. Like I remember the first time that I flew, I was absolutely terrified because I had uh, I had heard so many stories about the TSA and stuff, and them just sticking a finger up your ass and everything. (laughs) And even back when I was a child, I was an unusual looking child. Like you know what I look like, man. I I definitely I don't. Some people say that I scream like Al Qaeda. When they see me, others just say, "Oh, you know, it's it's adorable. Your your fucking weird fucking face." So, I was a little worried. I didn't get strip searched or anything like that, thank God. Um, But I did. I brought a lot of books because I like to read. When I was a child, still kind of do. And they actually leafed through every single one of every single page of my books. They held it upside down, shook it out. They leafed through all the pages. I lost all my bookmarks. I was fucking pissed. But. We got on the plane more or less for that incident. This time, not so much. They didn't leave through my books. But even though I made sure to like trim up my beard real close so I didn't look like such a fucking terrorist before yeah. I went on there, maybe that was like what kind of threw him off at first. And they're like, This guy looks suspicious as shit. I actually did get searched. I went through the, the fucking, you know, x ray and stuff like that, and apparently I got fat ankles because I looked at the thing and it had both <laughs> of my ankles highlighted in red and stuff. So I had to, like, reach down inside my socks and look through all my fucking things. And... Damn, what are you smuggling?
0: <laughs> to Denver. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, bringing on some cankles, apparently. Well, when apparently, you went through the airport... Christ. So you went through Charlotte, correct? Yeah, Charlotte International. So, and then on the return, I went through Denver International.
0: I, um, I've um i been through Charlotte's airport. Coming back from Hawaii years ago, we flew to Charlotte mm-hmm. before I moved there. And then from Charlotte, we flew to Baltimore. Now, at Char- in Baltimore, they have this thing where... You can walk through and it blows air on you. Right? They, do they have that in Charlotte? Did you did you get that?
1: Uh, are you talking about like a security thing?
0: Yes, yeah, a security tr- like so. Basically, you go through the the metal detector, then they they wave the wand around you, and then they randomly pick people to go through this. Uh, it's it's like a bomb detector, but it's basically you just stand in this thing and you hold your arms up and air just blows everywhere on you. Hmm. And supposedly that's, that like set, that's supposed to set off something. So I'm like, man, if I had a bomb, is it going to
1: blow up here? <laughs> like,
0: I don't know what the hell that is.
1: I, I, didn't, know Sh- maybe... I didn't know Charlotte had that. Um, if they did, I, thank God, didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> um, they Apparently they were satisfied in just fucking groping me and then setting me on my way. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention to it. I figured, you know, I'm not a terrorist. I really don't need to pay that much attention to... Yeah. Security features and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, it was actually pretty, pretty smooth riding. Um, yeah. I will say the jokes about airline food being terrible are not true anymore. They've changed a lot, but they are still really fucking pricey. Like you will pay eight, ten bucks for a couple slices of pizza. Yeah. And it's okay. Like it's pretty decent stuff, but it's nothing worth that kind of price. How long was your flight? About three to four hours. Oh, okay. Uh, t- denver and then i i touched down in denver and you know i'm excited because i went down there to visit my sister she'd been down there for a long time Mm -hmm. um it was nice to see her and everything denver international airport i don't know if you've ever been no it is not designed for ordinary human beings (laughs) like what do you mean talk to me it is it is so fucking weird for one thing it's about this you know how big charlotte international is pretty decent sized little airport yeah You could fit four Charlotte internationals inside a Denver international. It was fucking huge. Ah. I go in there and we get off the plane, me and my my brother, and we're just looking around like we got, we checked bags where the fuck are our bags at? Mm -hmm. And so we follow these signs that don't like they, they don't correspond with reality. They'll say, turn right to go to baggage claim. And then you'll turn right. And it'll say, go up and turn left to get to baggage claim. So you got to go back the way you came, then go up left. You had to get on a train. Like, they have a train system that goes through this fucking airport yeah. to take you from place to place. It took me like an hour to get our fucking bags. I actually had to walk up to the desk and say, hey, which? Because there's 17 different fucking baggage claims. That's what threw me off. 17! At Charlotte, there's like one or two. You just walk up to this big fucking roundabout thing, you just get your bag, and you get the hell out. Well, for someone like you who's not
0: like... I wouldn't say you're an experienced... You're not an you are not a experienced flyer, because you've only gone like maybe once or twice your whole entire life. Right. But it's just, you know... So if you don't do it once every three years, you're not going to really know where the hell to go and get bags.
1: Uh, and yeah, it threw me off
0: for sure, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I she mean... Was weird. I had a little bit of experience when I lived in Las Vegas uh flying there was a lot harder than flying home because flying mm-hmm. there when you get there as soon as you get off the plane you got to get on a it's like a i it, it's a train but it's like a it's like a weird shuttle like you you get on it's like a subway like new york subway and then it takes you mm-hmm. to this other area and then when you get out it's nothing but slot machines and bars and i'm like are we still in the airport like what the fuck <laughs> yeah so Welcome to Vegas.
1: Um, But I mean, look, it was it was actually a a surprisingly pleasant flight and everything. Um, I didn't have any dickheads to deal with on either flight, which was nice. Um, Plane took off more or less on time. I will say this. Fuck Denver as a city. I want you to listen. If the city of Denver is listening to this, I want them to know from the bottom of my heart, you are a worthless piece of shit city. The only reason people go there is to get where they're actually going.
0: Why? Every
1: Why? single thing about Denver has been designed strategically to piss me off. <laughs> so what, what happened? we get there. For one thing, the traffic is fucking stupid. And I say that as someone who drives in Charlotte traffic on an almost daily basis. Mm-hmm. Denver traffic. These people are like fucking aliens or something. They don't understand the concept of turn signals of like road signs they'll just if they decide they're wanting wanting to take a turn and they're about to miss it they'll just fucking go for it no turn signal or anything they'll veer across five fucking lanes of traffic and just go on down the wrong way down a one-way street i have never come close to just losing my mind and just flinging bricks from a construction site at people as i have driving in downtown denver now did you personally drive or were you just like in a cab or an uber well, my sister came and picked this up. Oh, okay. I drove for a little bit. Okay. And I was. I said, if I have to deal with one more fucking person on this road, I'm going to break their head with a brick. Oh, okay. So she, so. she drove the rest of the time.
0: <laughs> so so your sister lives there, or she's just been yes. visiting there for a while?
1: She, she's been living there for mm-hmm. a little while now. She'll be coming back to Charlotte before the end of the year. Now, I will say this. Um, um I was watching your Snapchat, which by the way is hilarious. If
0: you're not following Griffin on Snapchat, you need to follow him.
1: Yeah. Um Oh God, please no.
0: I no no with fucking weirdos. <laughs> that girl that was in one of your Snapchat, is that your sister?
1: I think so, yeah. The one who's always wearing the sunglasses. Yeah, that's yes. sister. Yeah, she's very pretty. So.
0: She's very pretty. You got a pretty sister. Don't worry, I'm married. But careful, I'm just saying. Sir. I'm just saying she's a pretty she's a pretty girl. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I mean I'm not saying you're not a pretty boy. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, I'm, I'm fucking gorgeous, man. I'm so just saying, I, I like, mind,
1: you're more. I don't mind people giving her a little, a little heads up, little. Appreciation. You're more of
0: like a, a Viking, and she's uh-huh. more of like a, like she, she doesn't date stable men, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's, a, <laughs> oh my God. she's more of a, you know, like a, Denarius. <laughs> like, uh
1: uh-huh. Okay. kind of just. I'm like... going down
0: this, uh, this. Okay, yeah, I'm going down yeah. this path. I shouldn't be going down. Yeah, you know, um, kinda of just blow up a
1: city full of people. I could actually see it. That would make sense.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, but your your snap was pretty fun. So okay, so you fly into Denver, that's you know, you get all in there, you you mm-hmm. finally get your baggage, your sister picks you up. What's the mm-hmm. first thing you gotta do? Like what's the first thing you were like, I'm in Denver, let's do this. Did you already have plans okay. or were you just like, Fuck it, I'll do whatever you guys want to do?
1: Originally the plan was to have no plan, basically. Just kinda like see what see the sights, see everything, you know, enjoy ourselves. We get down there. And our first thought is, let's find a dispensary. <laughs>
0: well, that's like, like
1: we're that... in Colorado. Why not? You know, <laughs> that's, that's... Um, oh. problem was at this point um, it was like nine o'clock p.m. Oh. over there, uh, and pretty much every dispensary closes at seven or eight. You know, they're they're pretty they close pretty early. Understandable because Makes it's sense. still you know, so we had to wait till the next morning. We just stopped by a gas station, got some liquor. You know, got some food and stuff, checked into our Airbnb. I will say this. The next morning, you know, first thing we get up it's like, okay, we're going to find us this dispensary. We're going to get us some good weed. I don't know if you've ever been to a dispensary before. I have not. That, you have not. No. It is a surreal fucking experience. You know, you walk I, in,
0: uh, before, you, before you tell me, I just want to tell you this. I've... Going back to Maryland because you know they they have dispensaries everywhere because they but well, they have medical marijuana. But going back up there, I always want to go in one, but you can't even get through the front door unless you have a medical marijuana card. Right. So like you That's... can't even like window shop. So when I watch documentaries about Denver and all these dispensaries and I see how they're set up, like it it looks legit.
1: It looks so cool. So I'm excited to hear about this. Okay, so walk in the in the front door and all you're greeted. It's It's almost like getting into a club. Okay. You walk in there, there's this giant, like, fuck you, you can't kick through me kind of door. (laughs) There's a bulletproof glass window, and then there's, like, six or eight chairs. It's almost like a waiting room for a dentist. Okay. And a sign on the wall says, leave your ID under the partition in the bulletproof glass, and we'll be right with you. You know, take a seat. So they photocopy your ID, and then they let you through maybe two or three at a time. I don't know what the hell, like, are people actually trying to rob these dispensaries or what? Like, what's the deal? Because the security seems crazy for what it is. You just go in there and you buy weed. You know, it's not like you're going in there, you know, buying cocaine from the fucking cartels or something. Well, you got to think, like, so many people travel to them. Like,
0: it's so, since it's not legalized across the nation, like, imagine if I lived in Utah and I just decided to... Cross the border and rob a dispensary, and then go back to Utah. Not only did the, the dispensary is liable because you know now I'm a I'm taking drugs to another state that doesn't allow the drugs to be there. Um, that's what I think. I think it's more of like that's what kind of what security a liability issue. kind of thing. Yeah, liability too. Like yeah, until it's legalized w- across the nation, and when you can just go to a gas station and say, hey, "Can I get a pack of a uh, six pack of uh, you know joints right there." Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was the that was the weirdest thing to me. Um between that and then they only accept a lot of dispensaries only accept cash. They okay. don't do cards. And the ones that do, they charge you extra for using the cards. Okay. And at first I'm like, you know, what the fuck is this? And they explained it, they said most banks that we deal with will not accept transactions with drug money. Uh so wow. if we decide to do that, what we have to do is disguise it as like Um, ATM withdrawal or some other kind of weird little thing that's acceptable for the banks to do. So that's why we charge extra for it, because it's extra work for us to actually be able to use the money in our banks. Which, while that's fucking stupid, I do understand it. It makes a certain kind of sense. What I do not understand and what does not make sense between the levels of security is the vast jump in how do I put this? The jump in cost for for different types of weed, like just straight up, you know, buds and stuff like that for smoking, yeah, you can get top shelf, high quality shit for like twelve bucks a gram. It's like dirt cheap. Wow. But edibles, which is what I prefer, I'm I'd never smoked growing up, be it cigarettes, mm-hmm. weed, anything like that. Uh, so I still got them pretty pink virgin lungs, and smoking hurts. Like it burns. Yeah. I usually get a headache from the coughing, and then that kind of takes away from the high. So it's like, I'm just going to get some edibles. You know, I'll have a couple. It's supposed to be a different experience, like a different kind of high. Fine. We'll do it. One, that little bar of chocolate that I sent to you, I think it's like 100 milligrams yeah. in in little 10 milligram chunks. It was like 30 fucking bucks.
0: God, You know. I could
1: have got like a, ha- a quarter pound. Pa- well, not a quarter pound, but I could have gotten <laughs> a lot of weed for... Thirty bucks um
0: you know it's it's so funny that you bring this this is crazy that you're bringing this up and um, today when I was picking up my daughter be, me and my wife went to the school and when we we're outside waiting for my daughter to get out of school I was talking about how I just watched a documentary on Netflix about edibles like about how how edibles have been more in the man and how they're the there it's a billion just edibles alone has made a billion dollars in certain states just one state for mm-hmm. so much, like, I think it's California most likely. It's the big one. But um, it's just like edibles, like everybody wants edibles. And I was telling my wife, I mean, I understand. Imagine, like you, imagine if you don't want to smoke. Imagine if you just, you've never wanted to smoke. You never had interest to smoke, but you want the benefits of marijuana. So why not get some damn gummy bears? You know, it's just like, so I can see that. Trust me, if it legalizes in South Carolina, I'm going in the business and I'm making edibles. And I'm going to make money. I know I am. Oh, I think about it sometimes, but yeah. So that much, thirty dollars for a candy bar.
1: Yeah. So that was that was it. It's like okay, that's that's enough for me. That's a good start. Um, I'll say this straight out the gate. I'd heard rumors that like you're not supposed to mix weed and anything else like alcohol, anything like that. I learned firsthand why that's the case. Because it's like, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm going to enjoy myself. I love drinking whiskey. I'm going to get some really good scotch. I got, well, relatively. I'm a cheap bastard. So it's nothing like I'm not getting any fucking $200, you know, 21 year age or anything like that. But no Johnny Walkers. Oh, hell no. No, fuck <laughs> Johnny Walker. Um, I got a 15 year bottle of Glenn uh, I think it was Oak Cask or something like that. But it was pretty decent. It was like 70, 80 bucks a bottle. Um, And I decided I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have a couple swigs of scotch. We didn't have any cups at the time. They don't offer them in any of the hotels or anything. So I just drank it straight out the bottle. Um, And then I had an edible. I had two squares. And that was another thing I fucked up. They always tell you start small. Yep. And now I learned why. Because it hit me all at once. And I lost my fucking mind. It reminded me of the first time I smoked. Because I had... I hadn't figured out how to really draw it down deep into my lungs yet, or at least I thought. Mm -hmm. And my brother, who was baked at the time, he didn't understand whether I was doing it right or not. He couldn't really tell because he was high. So the idea was, it's like, all right, keep pulling on it. Keep pulling on it. I took five or six big fucking hits. I probably coughed out about at least three quarters of it, but it's still pretty strong stuff. And so when it hit me, it hit me all at once. And I lost my fucking mind. I was screaming with laughter at things that weren't funny. I was having trouble keeping my equilibrium, you know, I was just saying stuff that made no fucking sense. Not even like, it it didn't even make sense to me. And usually when you say stupid shit, when you're high, you think it's like, it's like philosophy, man. It's like poetry. It's like the most beautiful thing in the world. I understood I was making no fucking sense. Like, I just couldn't stop myself from
0: talking. So you're telling me you were so messed up that you probably could have created a cult had five
1: or six people follow you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and the whole time I would be thinking, man, this shit is fucking stupid. These people are stupid. Why the hell are they following me? That's, but That's what kind of
0: level that I think people should strive to be at every day. Just so messed up that you think you're talking so intelligently that you can create a cult.
1: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, that didn't happen quite so much with the edible. What happened with the edible, you become way too aware of what's going on with your body. Okay. And I mean that in an innocent way, you know, nothing sexual or anything, but like I could feel my heartbeat. I could feel my lungs like contracting and expanding with every breath and stuff. And I was not okay with it. I was just sitting in there staring at my shoes. It was cold as shit. We we're up on, on the peaks of Gunnison, Colorado, up on the mountain, just camping, you know, in trees and stuff. And I was sitting there just losing my fucking mind. I wasn't laughing, I wasn't crying, I was just in my own mind, and I wanted to be out. Like, you ever been so high before, you can immediately tell, I don't want to be high anymore, but this is going to be an ordeal, I'm going to be high for a long time? Mm -hmm. That's how it felt, immediately, just right off the bat, as soon as I started feeling it, and it's like I started backing up from my own body... Like, it's like I was controlling my body with puppet strings, yeah. so it wasn't really responsive or anything. Immediately, as soon as that happened, it's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Well, see, I, I, I don't want to be doing this. See, I'm feel, not okay with this. I
0: feel like people need to understand that, Um, say, if you were here on the East Coast, you were in, okay, say you're in North Carolina, and you get some random edibles from somebody. Mm. Um, You know, that might not be as potent as when you go to a place that's legit and sells them. And, you know, I I have friends that in Maryland, you know, they smoke pot and they're just like, oh, you know, they used to buy them for years from their dealer. It's good. It's good. It's good stuff. But now when they buy them from the dispensary, they get destroyed. They get messed up so much that they're texting me weird things. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're just like, man, you know, I got the – I just took two hits from this same thing that I always do. But at this time I got it from the dispensary. So I don't know if like we've always – well, when I say we, I don't know if, you know – people growing up smoking pot, getting them from dealers, have always got the, you know, the watered-down version. And now mm-hmm. you went right to the source and got, like, the, the great stuff. And now, you know,
1: you're walking on water at this well, Airbnb. It, <laughs> it, got, it got so bad that when I tried to go to sleep, I fell down twice trying to get to the to the sofa bed and trying to set it up like I tried to pull the sofa bed out, which was a really bad idea. And I actually fell over like I lost my balance and just wham, you know, and I'm a pretty big dude. So it made a loud fucking noise. Woke just about everybody up. And then after everything was said and done and I I had to like try three or four times to get the blanket around me to the point where I was like actually warm because it was cold as shit. And I couldn't sleep. I sat there for like, it felt like two hours. It was probably about 30 minutes. But just sitting there, just staring at the ceiling, just like, God, I don't want to be high anymore. This is such a, just so fucking exhausting. <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind. Eventually I managed to, to just pass out and I woke up and I felt amazing. Like I didn't feel a hangover or anything, either from the scotch or from the weed or anything, but just that solid maybe two two and a half hours was just miserable for me
0: oh my gosh
1: and so i paced myself after that it was just one square a day that's it took mm-hmm. me the entire rest of my vacation to work through this edible so maybe it was 30 bucks well spent yeah I mean, I mean just walking around all the little small towns there's plenty of great small towns in colorado like gunnison um fucking grand junction
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it was cold grand mesa is okay
0: It's like wintertime there now, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yes. I actually got out just in time. Um, My sister sent me a snap the other day, and they now, they're like covered in snow. Wow. There's snow everywhere. It's getting ready to refreeze. Mm. (sighs) So the actual experience with weed, it was was kind of a mixed bag. Um, Fuck Denver. Denver is a shitty city. (laughs) But the small towns, like Grand Junction needs a special shout out. That is a wonderful town filled with wonderful people. I want nothing but the best for them. Um, lots of great little small places like cafes and bookshops and and places you can go and get paintings done and well, it's if I ever had to pick a place where I could just sit there and just be a small town hick and just enjoy myself it would probably be a place like grand Junction the only problem is there's homeless people everywhere I don't get it because it's cold as shit that's, that's weird that is weird it's so cold there but weird. I'm not kidding you I'm not exaggerating at all I checked with the exception of one corner, like one street corner, there was a homeless person on every single street corner in Grand Junction when we went there.
0: They're making so much money off of legalizing marijuana. You'd think they would have shelters.
1: You would think. Um, Um, But that's another... well, well,
0: real quick, my, my thought on this little town thing. So I know you say, keep saying, you know, screw Denver and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of how a lot of a lot of states have that city. Like Maryland, we have Baltimore. Baltimore, screw Baltimore. There's some great history things there, just like I'm sure there's some great history things in Denver. But honestly, it's the small towns around Baltimore. It's like Timonium. And, you know, um, I mean, you got Hereford. You got all these little little country towns around in maryland that are wonderful towns i'm talking about like Jarrettsville only has like one stop sign like these are little little ass towns and these are legit towns and that's how north carolina kind of is i mean charlotte's not bad but eventually it will be bad because everyone's moving to charlotte but then it's the towns around charlotte like shelby mint hill harrisburg you know Mm -hmm. you got all these wonderful places conquered good old conquered Concord, you got all these cool places and i feel like that's you know it's kind of what i'm experiencing right now myrtle beach man there's too many goddamn people here there's so many people here in the town of myrtle beach like it's getting ridiculous like it's just getting there's too many people like this is a tourist
1: town tourist season's over go home with (laughs) me it wasn't just the amount of people and the stupidity of people although that certainly didn't help um there was a lot of callousness in in denver both towards the homeless and towards other people like that yeah like i went we went back into denver because we had to catch our, our return flight out we were heading out through denver international and we got there a day ahead of time so it's like, oh, we'll, we'll see the sights you know we'll see the sights we'll enjoy the restaurants and stuff but as soon as we got in we drove into denver from colorado springs which is another great little town um and we had to use the bathroom so we would go to this little gas station, this little 7 Eleven. I probably should have noticed, but on Google Maps, it had like a two stars out of five on the reviews. Well earned. 7 uh, Eleven in Denver, you can suck my dick. God, you just. Like that. The, the problem is, they have so many anti homeless functions in there that it feels like, with well, one thing, there's not that big a difference between a homeless person and a regular person, just one person lives somewhere. So oftentimes anti-homeless measures end up like really inconveniencing or really offending like normal people. Mm -hmm. Like there's one person at this fucking 7-Eleven running the cash register, the fucking lottery tickets, everything, and they hold the only key to the bathroom and they won't let you borrow the key. No, they have to walk you over to the bathroom, unlock the door, and then wait by the door so that no one just lets somebody else in. Wow. So I'm sitting there for like 15 fucking minutes trying to sit there and take a leak. I'm getting pissed off. And they're trying to ring people up and get people lottery tickets and their fucking cigarettes and check IDs for beer. And then every fucking 10 minutes, there's three guys ahead of me. Every 10 minutes, they go let somebody into the bathroom. So finally I say, fuck this. I'm out. Y'all suck my balls. I threw my fingers <laughs> in the air and I walked out. And so we go over to a Walgreens. This is a Walgreens right across the road. Now I went to the Walgreens in Colorado Springs. Wonderful people. Great city. I love it to death. Colorado Springs is a fantastic place. And you walk in there. The one in Colorado Springs, they said, yeah, sure. Go on in the bathroom. and Take your time. You know, read a magazine if you want. I don't give a fuck. Yeah,
0: they wrote out the carpet
1: right for you. <laughs> yeah, go into Denver. It's the same fucking thing as a Seven Eleven. Like, no, we have to let somebody let you into the bathroom. And it's behind a code lock door and a key locked bathroom door. Jesus. So even if you get back there in the code lock place, there's only one guy with the fucking key to let you into the bathroom. And, then and he, this time, I really had to go. I was getting pissed. I would have and just they, walked outside
0: and pissed on the building.
1: Well, that's the thing. You know, it's like I, I already kind of look like a cop should be checking me out. You know, should be looking <laughs> oh, yeah. at me. So I did not want to cause no trouble. But eventually, you know, the manager, he was the only one with the key. And he was like fixing register stuff. And I just walked up to him and said, dude, you got a choice. You got to let me in this fucking bathroom right now. I'm going to piss all over this goddamn floor. <laughs> like, I was pissed. It's like, I'm not going to be in Denver another day. I don't give a fuck. Think what you will of me. I, I don't care. I've been getting like I've been getting this this label my entire life of being a weirdo. I should lean into it, you know. It worked out. You know, he about he about fucking flew over to that bathroom door.
0: You know, you keep these. Uh, so you went on vacation to have a good time, but so day one, you know. You, you deal with baggage claim. Day two, you get so stoned out of your mind that you fall over m- trying to make a bed. Day three,
1: you're looking for a spot to piss. <laughs> you can't even get a spot to piss. And that's that's the problem. You know, it, it sounds like I'm just I'm bitching constantly, like I'm just no, angry. I mean. Um, but it really was an amazing time. And Colorado, not including Denver, because fuck Denver, Colorado as a state is a wonderful state. Well, isn't is it Colorado or Utah? Where's the Mormons live? Where's the
0: where's um, the Promised Land? That is Utah. Okay. I always so I'm not gonna. I, mean, oh, I really hope they're near each other because I would sound so stupid right now. They have to be near each other, right?
1: Yeah, Utah is right across the border oh, from okay. Uh,
0: Colorado. Okay.
1: We actually thought about going into Utah, but um, they were getting hit with about the same. I think they were getting hit with the same amount of snow. I know um, Wyoming was. Okay. Wyoming is just getting buried right now. Um, well I, I know I have a I have a friend that I grew up with who
0: who lives in Denver. Um and uh he uh, always posts stuff about snow and things like that. But he recently went to Idaho and Idaho got hit pretty hard. And I think, you know, there's there's those are the states over there that I don't really know too well. Like Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Idaho, Utah, Denver. Like those are the states that are like The only reason why I know Denver is because of the whole legalization. Before that, it was like, "Mm, whatever, it's just Denver.
1: Yeah, I will absolutely say, coming from Charlotte, Mm -hmm. I had no idea how cold something could actually be. When you go camping, just a tent and a sleeping bag and maybe a small fire, you can't have a big fire because of the wind. The wind oh, yeah. coming off the mountain is so fucking crazy. Um, it was fucking freezing, dude, for the first time in my life. Like, I'm sitting here sweating. I'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts, and I'm sweating. I'm not even wearing shoes um, as we as we record this. But I put on two pairs of pants for the first time in my life <laughs> a couple days back at Gunnison, Colorado. It was fucking absurd. It was so cold. Yeah. I'd never felt that cold before. And I've been in like 14-degree weather around here. I guess it was mostly the wind.
0: It's a different type of cold. It, you Absolutely. Know, there's there's a saying like, um, okay, so I, I lived near the shore. If you live near the shore, it's a different type of heat than it is offshore. Like so – and there's it's just, there's a whole thing to it. But in Hawaii – so Hawaii, um, it would get up to 100 degrees some days. But it felt like 72. Like it felt like it was still like – like, like, I can wear jeans today. Like, it, it was a weird feeling. And I can see that in Colorado. I mean, I haven't been there, and I haven't been, you know, the farthest I've been over there was Seattle, but I was just in the airport. Um, and, well, in Las Vegas, I guess. But it's just like, um, it's just a, it's a hot feeling. I mean, not a hot feeling. It's just a weird feeling. So I, I, can see, I can see that being a different kind of cold.
1: It was just, it was absurd, man. But as far as... We'll get to talking about my sort of thing, the food. Dude, the food in Colorado was fucking crazy. Was it, it was so fantastic. So many different ethnicities to try, and it was all authentic. Yeah. Like, the actual people were working back there, making these amazing dishes. I went to this one place. Um, it's actually a chain in Colorado, but it's a, a Mongolian barbecue chain called Who
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Mongolian
0: barbecue?
1: Yes. Okay. And you, you go and Now, admittedly, this is not like the most... Probably not the most culturally accurate recreation of uh, Mongolian food before, but I know it was fucking delicious. You walk in there, you get a bowl, and they have these giant plates of bowls. And you just walk, and there's these giant buffet lines of all the different raw ingredients... Like meats, mm-hmm. seafood, vegetables. They have like, not even kidding, like 20 different kinds of sauces. Everything from like a mild sweet hoisin sauce to something that was about as hot as my hot sauce that I made today. <laughs> and you just fill these fucking, you can get as many bowls as you want and just fill them up. This I saw this one guy, he was carrying like five bowls, just clutched in his arms. And then you just take it over there and they have this gargantuan like round stove. And there's like five or six guys working it. You just hand it to one of them and they just start, they cook it fresh to order right then and there. And it was incredible. The food, the sauce, I just, I started out easy. I started out simple. I'm a simple man. I enjoy simple things. So we're going to do garlic hoisin sauce over Chinese frying noodles, chicken, and a little bit of imitation crab. Just a little bit, just for the texture. Now, now, um, does
0: your brother and sister enjoy food as much as you do?
1: Not even close. No, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I'm just saying like, they, they, like
0: obviously they went there with you, but like did they, yes. did they? Oh, they they
1: went they went crazy. I should I should put it this way: my siblings both enjoy to eat. They like good food, but they're not nearly as concerned with the way that it's made. Like, so you know me, I'll sit down there if I want a loaf of bread, I'll start making it three days in advance. You know, because it's a super labor intensive bread and some of the best bread I've ever had before. And they'll eat it and they'll say, oh, my God, this bread is amazing and stuff like that. And I'll tell them how they how I made it. they will say, we're not going to do that. That's too much work. <laughs> so fair enough. You know, they'll enjoy good food and they'll pay for the privilege because, you know, really good food is really expensive. There was this French restaurant we went to. I still don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sure there's gonna be at least one Frenchman listening to this. He's gonna be cringing, but I think it's Laroche. Or le rouge, something like that. It was spelled like rogue. Um, El roach. Yes, we'll go with that one. <laughs> it's a sit-down, fancy ass like French place. They had a couple of Italian bistros where it's so fancy, like the the menu is in Italian. Yeah, and you have to Google what the fuck you're actually buying. Um, the experience of having a sit-down like fancy dinner while wearing shorts and a t-shirt is really something. And I know there's going to be those who will say, you know, you should have dressed up. You should have shown respect. I get that point of view. I do not agree with it.
0: Well, how is that that not respectful? You're showing up there. You could be the richest guy in the world and just want to sit down and have a good meal and just want to wear jeans and a t-shirt. Like, I don't understand. How is that disrespectful?
1: Well, I understand there's a certain atmosphere to be enjoyed like i looked up yelp reviews on all these places we were going to i i like tried to get an itinerary kind of thing going yeah and one of them it was for this little brew pub in uh in colorado springs and somebody was complaining on there they said the food is fantastic the drinks are great but the atmosphere and i could see them sticking their fucking pinky up while they're writing this it's (laughs) like you know we, we expected a high class a boutique kind of drinking experience we walk in there and it's mostly like you know booty shorts and uh and tank tops so there are some people for whom that's important yeah i am not one of those people from my experience if you're paying money and this was not cheap like the cheapest thing on there was pork chops for like 22 dollars. um if you're paying a lot of money to sit down and eat somewhere it should not matter what you dress like because i think me personally i'm just there for the food I don't give a shit if the guy sitting next to me is buck-ass naked. As long as he doesn't go just go slapping his dick in my drink or something like that, we'll get along just fine. <laughs> enjoy your food, I'll enjoy mine. And never the two shall meet. So it was it was strange. I could tell that like people were staring a little bit, thinking, oh, what are these uneducated fucking hicks? It's like, look, man, we're tourists, okay? Totally understandable. I'm not going to apologize. Went in there, I had a lamb sirloin. With some kind of fucking, some kind of French sauce over the top. It wasn't Bearnaise, but it was something like that. Maybe a S or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. I never had lamb before. I was kind of opposed to the idea of lamb. I'm more of a of a mutton kind of guy. You know, let him grow up a little bit. Or goat, excuse me. Let him grow up a little bit. But it's like, fuck it, I'm on vacation. Sorry, buddy. Your ass is toast. Can't it was a, It can't... was like a locally raised Colorado lamb. Yeah. It was tender, it was flavorful, it was delicious. It wasn't gamey at all, like people usually say with lamb. I'll give them, I'll give them full points. You know, you might be stuffy as hell, but you guys make good food. So good on you, La Roche, whatever the fuck dude, name I, is. I need to know what's
0: up. How much money did you drop on food? Because you're a foodie. So one of the problems that we have, I call you a foodie, but you're just, mm-hmm. you're just a big guy like me. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the, one of the, one of the problems that I have. I can't really speak for you, is when I go on vacation, I want to try all types of food. I want to try their, what the, what's the locals want? What's this? What is this? I'm going to try things I've never had before, and it ends up costing me so much money. So mm-hmm. I want to, and I know you enjoy food just as much as I do, probably even more because you enjoy making it more than I do. Um, right. How, like, how much money did you, I mean, you don't have to give me the exact amount, but was it a lot? Right. Did you? Uh, uh,
1: it was really the most... The, the, the craziest thing was the most expensive part of that whole vacation was that French dinner. Like, it was more expensive than the majority of the rest of my food. I've always been a big believer in kind of like... I wouldn't necessarily say the Anthony Bourdain way of looking at things because I feel like I worship that guy a little bit too much, but it's basically the same thing. You know, he, he is a big believer in... Trying the cheap stuff, the out of the way, yeah. like the the alleyway food that only the locals are willing to try. Like you see, the tourists just like staying far away from it. That's usually a good sign. Um, I that and my sister, she's like dirt cheap. She is very cheap. Um, and she'd been living down here by herself for so long. Like she learned all the cheap places to get really good food. There's this little diner kind of experience. It's a 24 hour place. I think it's yeah. called. Village Lake or Village Inn or something like that. Um, Really great breakfast food. Went in there, got some crepes. That's usually, like, that's the way you can tell if a place is good or not, is by the crepes. If you have a really good crepe, you have really good breakfast food. Anybody can make a fucking flapjack. But you go in there, the bacon did leave a little bit to be desired. I like crispy bacon. It was not crispy. but It's hit or miss. A lot
0: of places that I go to are hit or miss with bacon
1: but it was this gargantuan plate of food for like 8 or 9 bucks. It was absurd, see, you know? See and to, I like
0: to so to me that's good. I I feel like places that are not the big name brand places like oh when you go to you got to go to Tamburino's when you're in uh when you're in Denver, Colorado. It's the big you know, everyone goes there. No, no, no. I don't want to go there. I want to go to, you know, Michelangelo's down the street where only a handful of people go because you know, you you, you see this if you watch TV. You see this all the time. The Diners, Divers, and Dives. That that's mm. that stupid show I, that I tend to yeah. watch all the time. Um, they find places that a lot of people don't know. Like Cabo Fish Taco to this day is in my top three favorite places to eat. And that's in North Davidson and Char- Charlotte, North Carolina. Like that is mm. one of the, the best places that I've ever ate in my life and not that I many every time i talk about it even people that live their whole life in charlotte are like what what the fuck is this place so that's one of those hidden gems and, it, and they're cheap too and i just love it so i i
1: get it i get it i will say this sp- speaking of hidden places i found this place and i want everybody to know about it because it's <laughs> a magical place i love pizza i fucking love pizza probably one of my favorite foods like non-fancy foods, yeah, out there. It's my absolute favorite. And there's this place in Colorado Springs, I think. I'm going to Google it real quick while I'm talking about it just to make sure I'm not like forgetting something. But it's called Paisans in Colorado Springs. It's spelled P-I-E space Z-A-N-S. Paisans. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's, it's in Gunnison, Colorado. Excuse me. Gunnison, Colorado. It's this little pizzeria. The only one of its kind, like this isn't a chain or anything. It's a family owned place. We walked in there. We just like driven from, I think it was from Colorado Springs to Gunnison. We got there like 11 o'clock in the morning and they opened at 11. So we were their first customers of the day. Walk in, get seated and everything. We try the, the garlic knots and admittedly the garlic knots did leave a little bit to be desired. I hate doughy garlic knots and these, it was kind of skimpy on the toppings and everything. But it's like, okay, well, we'll try the pizza, you know? I'm glad we did because that fucking pizza was incredible. It was, you can tell it was fresh right off the stone. It was crispy, but it was like foldy. Like it was still pliable, like good New York style slices covered in toppings. Like it was bowing under the weight of all the cheese and the sauce and everything. And you could tell it said that the sauce was like hand crushed tomatoes made every day. I believe it. Cause I've been making my own tomato sauce for so long. I can tell like the metallic taste of a cheap, like canned or bagged sauce or something like that. This stuff was perfectly acidic. It was flavorful, had tons of garlic. Oh my God, it was so fucking good. Well, there was a whole like gigantic pie. It barely fit on the, on the pie tin. And the three of us, we were starving. We crushed it in like five, 10 minutes. This entire pizza didn't speak a word to each other the whole time. We just sat there and just enjoyed ourselves. Now, when you were eating this pizza,
0: were you Uh on some edibles? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I was actually I was that's the thing I was stone sober so that's how you know it was really good it was actually good shit it was oh incredible and we ordered a second pizza to go because we they had this deal where you like you buy one full price large pizza you get a, a second medium one for like dirt cheap mm. and mm. we got this thing called the McGregor which was roasted garlic lots of pepperoni and a little bit of thyme like thyme leaves that was Road Pizza. It did not last long. Crushed that shit in like an, maybe an hour, hour and a half. We just stopped every five, ten minutes. Like, hey, pass me a slice. You know, we eat another slice. Dude, wow. the the experience was magical because we weren't expecting anything. Like, we just yeah. expected a cheap like because well, it was in a fucking strip well, mall. See, like, I... you drive in there, it's got like the the little like nail salons and all this other like that's the best stupid though. Shit.
0: Uh, that's the best. I agree with you. I agree with you 100. percent I feel like that's the the best kind of food, the ones that you're just like, I'm so hungry. Just stop here. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's like had, I'll eat anything. And you just had the best, the best freaking you know, freaking omelet you've ever had in your entire life. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. these are some crazy things.
1: I I just I have always had a love in my heart for good, honest Italian food. I know you've, and that was
0: that was one of them. That was your favorite. That was one of
1: them, man. That was that was hey. fantastic. Um, but if we're going to be taking the good along with the bad, I don't think I need to try. I think w- when you want to try something new,
0: yeah,
1: you should really endeavor to try the best version of that possible. And I broke that rule and I paid the price for it because I have never, the only curry I've ever had in my life was like tikka masala.
0: Yeah. I um, mean, well
1: that's good. And it was, it was pretty good. Mm. I actually enjoyed it. And it's like, okay, we'll do it. You know, we'll, we'll give this shit a try. We're going to try some curry next time we're out. And um, don't laugh, but the first time I tried curry in Colorado, it was at a Chinese place. <laughs> I'm just we sorry. stopped in. We stopped into a fucking Chinese place, and it was like it was late as hell. They were about to close in like an hour or so. Um, you're that guy. And well, that's the thing. Like, I, I we wanted to make sure it's like you're not closing like 15 minutes, right? We're not going to be those people. They said, no, nah, we close in an hour. Come on in. So okay, so we go there, and usually when I go to Chinese places, I get either the sweet and sour chicken or the general Tso's, like the safest little white bitch meals you can possibly get.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like I'm I'm on vacation, I'ma challenge myself. So ooh, I see here you have curry chicken. We'll try it, and it came out the same time. My brother and sister they weren't nearly as brave. They got you know one of them got so's chicken, the other got sesame chicken, and their food was amazing it was crispy it was sweet it was spicy it had all these great flavors to it my curry chicken the chicken was soft and limp and like grisly and story of my life it had no it had no heat had no flavor at all really it, it literally looks like they just took like poached chicken tossed it in limp breading and then just mm-hmm. like covered it in olive oil cuz it had the 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 color like the green color of curry like of thai curry yeah But had none of the flavor. I was expecting something spicy. Which is one of the reasons why I went home and made this fucking hot sauce. Because it's like, I gotta taste some actual heat. And I'm just sitting there, I'm miserable, I'm just eating this stuff. It's like, oh man, this tastes like shit, but I'm so hungry. And eventually my brother just leans across the table and snags a piece and he tastes it. He's like, oh man, this shit is good. Like, oh, well then, here, we'll switch. Here you go. There you go, bud. And I just gave him some of mine. And... The So's chicken was great, so I learned my lesson. Especially when you're at a Chinese place, don't be brave.
0: I've had okay? um, curry before. Uh, I've had it with a trad—I I guess, traditional with... Um, I call it pita bread, but it's called something else. Oh, it's like non-bread, non-bread. or something? Yeah, it's kind of like non-bread, but it's, it's a, there's an actual name for it. It was really good. I had it with some, um, some really... Th- I call it thin rice, but it's really the mm-hmm. hair grain rice. It was really good. Um, but... Real quick, I know you're talking about food, but I wanted to ask you another question about Colorado. Mm -hmm. So, the landscape, like the sights, did you see mountains? Did you go down any like long roads where you're just like, did you see? Did did it feel like if you traveled through Colorado? I I, see. I'm picturing like mountains and like snow caps and like you know. You said you were in the woods, so like, was it really woody or? woody (laughs) or was it really like i don't know was there a
1: lot of nature because yes the entire state of colorado with the exception of denver because fuck denver um (laughs) seems to have been carved out of a mountainside it's an amazing experience especially going from like just city life you walk in and there's trees everywhere there's bushes there's Like, we're driving down the highway, and you see a herd of fucking elk really, just walking just majestically. I love nature. I always have. Well, that's got to make you feel
0: like as a – it's weird. I I have this – I read this book a long time ago when I actually did read books, and it was about how, like, men have this – have this thing inside of them no matter what men um it only speaks about men it didn't really speak about women i'm sorry ladies mm-hmm. but it does say men have this thing where it's like their inner caveman more of like when you see something you you just feel the urge to go at it like if you someone says hey if i had to say if i pulled up to your house you were off you weren't doing anything i said you want to go fishing you'd probably say yeah mm-hmm. like just because you have this urge to to do something that you like your whole ancestors have done so seeing nature and traveling and that's why it's so hard for us to ask for directions cuz we just want to get lost we want to get lost we want to figure out how to find our way we want to do these things and um, man i can just only imagine and you look like was, a caveman so that's probably perfect
1: yeah it was it was an entrancing experience i brought a whole lot of books along i was just going to read it on the drives and stuff But I didn't. I just looked out the window at all this beautiful shit going by. Hmm. We stopped at this. We drove through. I shouldn't say we stopped at the. Where the fuck was it? It was some national park. Uh, And we drive through. Now, for one thing, the traffic was backed up around maybe like 30, 45 minutes. We're sitting there. And we finally figure out why, and it's because a bunch of dumbass tourists—and I say that as if I'm not a dumbass tourist—had parked their cars, so it was almost blocking the road, so they could get out and take pictures of their of these like herds of elk and stuff that are driving by. There's people on their cell phones taking pictures. There's people on like little what you call it, little iPads and shit. Yeah. And then there's these people just walking around with these professional DSLR kind of things. And, I mean, they, they were great, don't get me wrong, but you see one herd of elk, you see them all, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned.
0: I mean, I've, I've never seen elk before. I've had elk. I've ate elk, but I've never seen them in person.
1: They are as beautiful as they are delicious. We'll <laughs> put it that way. Um, oh my gosh. But imagine just giant furry deer. Yeah. And when I mean giant, I mean they are fucking big. They're like the Clogs,
0: Clogsdale? What is that big horse? Is it Clogsdale?
1: There's like a like certain. Clydesdale?
0: Clydesdale. Is it like the Clydesdale of, of uh, deer?
1: Pretty much. I think um, moose are definitely larger. Okay. Like a moose is fucking wild, man. If you've never seen one, I haven't seen one either, but I've seen a picture that my sister took of them. Yeah. Because, of course, she's like. She's pretty living in these national parks for a while. She was with the uh, Bureau of Land Management, mm-hmm. just, just doing that sort of thing. So she saw plenty of wildlife. Said the only thing she didn't see that she wanted to see was. Uh, a couple of bears, which I could have very easily gone my whole life without. I hate bears.
0: <laughs> Unless you're eating.
1: Um, no, I can. I, I've heard things that that bear meat is kind of greasy. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I look at. We'll it, see.
0: I look at it as any kind of unique meats like that, like ostrich or snake or bear or you know horse or people. Any kind of meat mm. like that, you if you just
1: cook you it the right exotic way. Exotic meat.
0: Yeah, any kind of exotic meat. If you, it's it's all about the cook. If you have a great cook or someone that knows how to cook this meat,
1: it shouldn't I mean, taste like, like more it. of a staple to me. But what what is
0: what? Huh? Is Excuse it, me. Not can- continue
1: on. That was just my cannibalism.
0: Mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh man. So you were in. So you've been in. Uh, let's let's go forward a little bit. So you've been in Cal- Colorado. That was mm-hmm. fun. You were there for how many days?
1: Uh, about
0: eight days. Eight days. Okay. So after those eight days, uh, was it hard to say goodbye? Were you, did you ever get sick, like homesick at any point in time? Did you ever say like, man, I, I'm glad I was here, but I'm ready to go home.
1: I, I miss the people in North Carolina. Like my whole life is there. Yeah. It's an amazing place. A lot of great people, a lot of Southern hospitality. Um, But, uh, I kind of fell in love with Colorado. Just the scenery and the food and the experiences there were just entrancing, man. I could easily see, if I didn't have any obligations, yeah. I could easily see moving to Colorado and just starting a life there. It really is a wonderful state, and I think everybody should at least try and visit it at least once.
0: I feel like... I agree. I mean, I I want to go there. I want to go to a lot of different states. I feel like... Uh... Every state that's not touching your state, you should visit because um, culture change, too. I mean, I'm sure the culture was different there. I'm sure, the, you know, even though it's still in the United States, even though it's it's not too far from us. Uh, when I say too far, I mean, you know, not a whole day's trip if mm-hmm. you're flying. But um, it's still a culture change. I mean, they still have, like, their own type of people there. They have different things there. Um, I don't know. I want to go. And it's not because of the obvious reasons, because of the whole mystery around the dispensary thing. Like I would just want to go to the dispensary, but Mm -hmm. I think I want to go too, because I like the cold and I like, I want to, you know, and I hear it's hard to breathe there. And I want to actually see this. I want to hear this. I'm going to feel this.
1: I will say we um, were heading up a mountain, Mm -hmm. just climbing it. We're going to get to the top and take some pictures and stuff. We got about a solid four. I don't know. (laughs) solid 50, 60 feet up because the wind was just flying up the side of the fucking mountain. Like, you have no idea how strong mountain wind is until you experience it. And you couldn't breathe, man. Like, you could breathe in, but the wind was blowing so hard right in your face. It's like I couldn't force the carbon dioxide. I think it's
0: dioxide. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You couldn't couldn't force it
1: out out of your mouth to bring in more air. It's like I'm sitting here, I'm suffocating in in a thing full of air. I had to lean away from the wind to breathe out. And I made the horrible mistake because those new to the program, I have very long hair. Yes. I made the horrible mistake of getting out of the car with my hair untied. (laughs) That was terrible because my hair immediately, it went in all directions. You look like a herbal, herbal essence commercial. (laughs) Well, it was more like when a squid gets scared and it shoots out a giant puff of ink. (laughs) Kind of like that, but with Uh. my hair.
0: I try to I try to give you a good, you know, a good reference and you just have to
1: I gotta one up you a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Um and I made the foolish mistake of trying to gather my hair up into a ponytail and that just wasn't happening. So I just grabbed it and forced it into like a semi-round shape and just tied it up real close. Yeah. So my hair, four days later, was still tangled as shit. And every time I would take a shower in a hotel There'd always be a clump of my hair sitting at the bottom of the drain by the time everything was done. Oh my gosh. So I might have to cut my hair. But we'll what? see. We'll what? kinda we'll play it by ear. We'll what? see. Wait. You're gonna have to cut
0: your hair. Dude, I need pictures. I want proof. <laughs> we'll see. I might be able to save. I hope I'll be able to save it. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. That's crazy. Um man. Well it sounds like you had some fun. It sounds like you had oh, some, was- you know, a good journey. I mean good experience um
1: it, it was definitely a great time would you no, go would, and
0: last question i have about the colorado trip would you go again
1: oh well, i guess i guess
0: i guess you already answered
1: that you said you would live there if yeah. you could um Yeah, it's, it's a great place for sure
0: i now i did promise everyone that stuck around that we would tell this uh this really quick story about
1: uh griffin making chilly
0: story yeah making me chilly so the put content i it was around my birthday or was i leaving
1: yeah yeah, no, it was your birthday, I remember. Yeah, it
0: was around my birthday, and I think I was leaving too. I think I gave Harris Teeter like a month notice. Um, mm-hmm. So it was around my birthday, and I have been asking Griffin to cook me something. And, you know, I told him I wanted chili, but I said I want hot chili, like
1: hot, hot chili. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, take it away. <laughs> and I remember you said something that pissed me off at the time. I said, okay, sure, it'll be hot. And you said, I don't know if you can make it hot enough for me. <laughs> And, I, and it kind of got my back up a little bit. I was like, all right, bitch, you asked for it. <laughs> so I went online and I did some research as to the hottest peppers in the world. And it turns out the hottest pepper in the world is not even available for sale yet. It's called Pepper X. comes in at about 3 million Scoville. But the second hottest pepper is the Carolina Reaper, which clocks in at anywhere from 1.5 to 2 million Scoville. Yeah. And for those who aren't familiar, I think, didn't I mention that jalapeno is 10,000? Yeah. Okay, so it's it's about 200 times hotter than the hottest, like the mildest hot pepper. Um, and I ordered six of them dried off of Amazon, and they arrived, and they're these tiny, tiny little things, thinking there's no way in hell that this is going to be, like, super hot, but I go about my usual chili-making procedure. I start toasting the chilies, you take the seeds out, cut the stems off, and you throw them in a dry frying pan over, like, medium-high heat. You just want to kind of reinvigorate them, you know, toast them up a little bit. I put in some ancho's, some cascabells, some guajilos, and then the six dried reaper chilies. Six? Oh god, I didn't know it was all six. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I went for it, man. I put all—I put all of them in there, um, mostly because I knew I wasn't going to use them for anything else. Yeah. It was like, ah, fuck it. I might as well get my. And money's I work. made that comment,
0: were, so you're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, they,
1: they were not cheap, but they were worth my emotional satisfaction. <sighs> Yeah. Um, and immediately my eyes started watering, my throat started closing, my nose started running. I had to leave the room, turned off the heat, took them off the heat, and then left the room. Toasted them up. It took me about three or four times to get them toasted enough to my liking, to where I could actually like you know stay to be in the room. Yeah. And then immediately soak them in chicken stock, and then go about traditional chili making procedure. To this, I added. A couple of diced habaneros, diced jalapenos, a solid couple glugs of Tabasco, as well as the actual stuff that makes a chili taste good.
0: Which is which could be spicy to the average person anyway, because season, right. the seasons that go in chili can be spicy to like my mother-in-law. She would not eat a regular chili.
1: Correct. So, um, so when by the time it was done, I checked on it, taste tested it. And I couldn't taste it. Like there wasn't even like this split second. Like there was with this hot sauce. It just, I tasted it and my mouth went numb. So I couldn't, I couldn't tell whether it tasted good or not. I put salt and pepper in it. Like I traditionally do. And then it's like, okay, what happens now? You know, I, I guess I'll just fuck it. You know, he won't be able to taste it anyway. I'll just bring it in. And I brought it by. And I remember giving it to you and you seemed really excited. And then you went on lunch break and I didn't hear what happened for a solid thirty minutes. Yeah. So Yeah, you take it over from there. What what happens so, next?
0: So uh it was delicious. Like I so I had a I had a bowl. Um mm-hmm. well actually there was no bowls in the break room, so I had a plate of chili. I put it on a plate. I only put a little bit because you told me everything that you put in it. And I was like, Okay. Mm-hmm. I like hot stuff. But maybe I don't want to kill myself. I still have like four hours left of my shift. So I was like, Okay, so I um I had a plate of it it was good so I had a second plate and now I didn't get that reaction that he got right away like it was more of like a subtle kick later but before but the first initial reaction was damn this is it's some good chili it's got a little bite but it's it's good it's not as hot as I thought it would be so I go back what I'm doing I luckily I work in the meat department and it's like 52 degrees in there (laughs) because um I was just sitting there, sitting there working, and I'm sweating perusively. Like, I'm just getting hot. Like, I know I'm fat, so I'm like, okay, I know I sweat. But I'm like, I mean, sweat is dripping on the cutting block. I had to run in the negative seven. Is it seven degrees or negative three? I think it's neg- negative 10. Negative sometimes. 10 degree freezer that we have. And I stood in there. Not long, because I, you know, but long enough that my shoes were like, you know, like when you try to lift the box, <laughs> <laughs> like my shoes. Like froze to the ground and I still felt warm. (laughs) Like I started, I started freaking out. It was hot. It was really hot, but it hit me later. Um, so what did I do the next day? I had two more bowls. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it was, it was, it was delicious. Um, it was a good, it was a good burn. It's not like one of those, like, uh, it didn't destroy my mouth, but it destroyed my insides. And I remember more me crying a week later like just shitting. I don't know why it took so long for me to shit that out. But I just remember me crying about it. But uh, I ate it for like probably three or four days, and then I, I stopped eating it after my first initial blowout. <laughs> and, uh, but it was a, uh, it was pretty, it
1: was pretty good. Oh, I dude. left it there. I just,
0: <laughs> so hopefully, someone, yeah. some random smucker, uh, started eating it again. That'd be awesome.
1: I just remember more than anything else the when you came back from break. Yeah. Your face was so red. Yeah. I thought you were having, like, an allergic reaction. Yeah,
0: it started happening. It really did. Like, you know, and and I didn't even notice it was red. You, Everyone around me was like, are you okay? I'm like, oh. Yeah,
1: dude, it was, like, almost purple. It was so red. It just And it fucking threw. I thought it was hilarious afterwards, but I was kind of worried at first. It's like, I don't want to kill the motherfucker, this you is... know? That's why I'm to quit talking shit.
0: And... I mean, I didn't quit talking shit. I'll never quit talking shit. But, um, right. but I definitely shut up because I was hot. I, I was burning yeah. up.
1: Yeah, uh, that was a little bit spicy, uh, a little bit of kick to it.
0: So there's two types of spicy that that happened to me when we worked together. There was another time where, were you there when, well, was it the assistant produce manager, JP? He was making ch- um, chocolate-covered strawberries for uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, made a chocolate-covered habanero. And he was like, Rob, I, I dare you to eat it. And, um, so I ate the whole thing, stem, everything. And I can believe it. And I was in the meat department. I forget who I asked someone to go get me milk and they got me like a, a quarter gallon of milk and I'm like pouring it in my mouth in the meat department. Like there's a lot of things I did. I probably should be fired for. Um, I'm sitting there like, ah, ah, like I'm crying. See, that's a different, that was a, that was an uncomfortable burn. The burn that you gave me was, I'm just going to eat your insides out. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> You know, like that was sadistic. Um, But I do want some more of that chili, so please make me some. I want, sure thing, I want this. Yeah. What is this? What is this Reaper X or this Pepper X, man? I want to see. Now I'm intrigued. I want this Pepper X.
1: Yeah, it's it's. It was apparently they crossbreed a whole bunch of different hot peppers together. Yeah. I think it was a couple Carolina Reapers, a couple of oh, Ghost peppers, and maybe Scotch Bonnet. I'm not positive. Oh jeez. And it was created by the same guy who created the Carolina Reaper. He's, like, his entire job in life is just to create spicier and spicier peppers. But apparently it it looks fantastic. It looks delicious. So, But I could never, no, that's too much. Fun fun fact. The Carolina Reaper, the company that
0: made the Carolina Reaper, they are based out of Fort Mill, South Carolina, which is the state Mm -hmm. that I live in, which which is technically closer to you anyway. Um, Right. And the company name is Pucker Butt. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make sense? Pucker Butt. Um, oh, yeah. I went to an event because I was so – I saw him on local news in Maryland talking about how he made the – he was doing a, like a press tour about the hottest pepper. Like he made this, everything. It was voted the hottest pepper. Everyone knows about it. At the time, they still thought, you know, habanero was hot or the ghost pepper was hot. But no, this this is the hottest pepper. Um and I saw him and I was like, man, I really want to go there. So when we moved to Charlotte, there was a something called a Strawberry Festival in South Carolina. And he did an event there. And I went there and I got jam. I got the Carolina Reaper jam, which is probably mm. the best jelly I've ever – one of the best jellies I've ever had. I like hot jelly. It's really good. You should try hot – if you like hot sauce, try hot jelly because you don't need much. The peanut butter is so thick if you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The bread and the peanut butter cut it down so much that you just get the pure taste, but you also get that afterburn of pain, which that's – hot sauce lovers know what I'm talking about. That – and that you, you talked about before, like that thing that gets you high, like that thing, it just feels so good, that pain, and uh, that was a good pain. That was a – that's a fun story. To me,
1: I would almost compare it, and of course, you know, it's kind of weird my fat ass would compare it to the afterburn of a good workout like, you know, when your muscles, they're sore, oh, yeah. but it also yeah. feels like mm-hmm. they're cold. Yeah. That's Imagine cool. that, but strictly in your mouth. That's and that's great. kind of the feeling of a really hot pepper.
0: Um, and We're about to end this, but I wanted to tell Griffin something. Uh, have you ever seen a, a show on YouTube called The Hot Ones? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, good. yeah. That's that's, that's actually
1: song. where I learned about Pepper X from. That's...
0: Oh, really? Dude, I... um For Christmas, I asked for all their exclusive hot uh sauces because they sell them like a pack of them yeah and now they just up their last dab sauce to a hotter sauce um like it's like uh times two or something like that so i was like oh i really 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 want that i have um i'm the only weird person that has ghost pepper paste in my house and i put it in eggs every morning
1: yeah i remember you you showing me that you like put it on wings or something yeah
0: i had i had um I had habanero, and I want the Aldi because I'm cheap. I like Aldi, so I go to. I got the habanero paste and the ghost pepper paste, and these are some. I mean, they smell when you open up the cap. You you can smell them. So I just put literally a little bit on a, on a spoon, and I mix it in my my six eggs that I have every morning because I have six eggs every morning. Mm. Um. So yeah, very good. But thank you, Griffin. Um. Anything else you want to say to the wildly fans out there? It's been about over an hour and twenty minutes. So. Huh.
1: I would say if you're still sticking around, uh, thanks for listening. I guess go to Colorado, get a slice from Paisan, Stay the fuck away from Denver. It's a stupid city. It's <laughs> the, a the, waste the, of your the time. The title of this episode is going to be "Fuck Denver." Okay, I'm okay with that. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, but seriously, just like just travel some. You know, expand your horizons. Some. There's no place you're ever going to live, even New York. And I know I'm going to piss off a lot of Yankees saying that. Oh, where you can get everything that you want to get, like culturally, food-wise, experiences, people. There's so much variety in the world, it'll be impossible if you stay in one place to experience it all. And I think if you go your entire life just living in the same corner that you were born in, that's that's got to be depressing, you know? I experience something, live a little.
0: I agree. I think the best short ribs I've ever had in my entire life, it was in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's this Japanese place that makes the best short ribs in Hawaii
1: probably the best I can out. believe it a lot of a lot of Asian places well they remember like
0: braise. well what they would do is they would cut it really thin remember you did that for a customer once you took right. uh, the ribs the beef ribs and you cut it mm-hmm. so thin like they're they like, but it's a row of them you're not you're not cutting the actual rib you know like like riblets you're not doing yeah, that it's you're style, yeah style yeah you're yeah so it's one of those things where it was so good oh yeah I mean we can like I said me, when me and Griffin get on here we talk about food all the time so She you should know the rundown but uh, yeah. now I'm glad Griffin we, – we got Griffin on here so I can say it real now. Um, it's, it's October. It's Halloween's coming up. So we got to do another horror episode. I know this summer I'll, – I'll take full responsibility for the Summer of Horror sideshow. <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll get Griffin on here again shortly to uh, talk about some more horror movies and things like that. Oh, for sure. I'm down. Yeah. I mean um, my schedule is looking a little bit better. I'm finally getting comfortable. I'm a new job. So things are getting better um i did i did have a hiatus for a little bit off the podcast i just kind of had a mental breakdown which mm-hmm. that's what happens with you know people that are insane like me so every now and then you just need a time to step the fuck away so
1: yeah get some really good drugs you yeah, know yeah, watch yeah, some, some yeah, german yeah. porn and just like re just just invigorate yourself enjoy yourself
0: <laughs> but uh all right well thank you guys for listening
1: and fuck your on.
0: If you guys love and like what you just heard, please like and share us. Go to our Facebook page or Instagram page or Twitter page, all at Couch on Fire Podcasts. We couldn't do this without you guys' support, and we want to continue doing this because we do love and cherish everything we say and everything we do. And uh, Thank you guys for everything, and I will see you next episode.